Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. <laughs> Gone with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. The thought was that he would use all of the teeth to start his own musician teeth museum. Well, at least he's specific, right? Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are... Tammy Burns. Tammy Burns, even you, when I showed you today's show, you said, hey, shouldn't this be the Halloween show? Yeah. Yeah, it might be, but the thing is, we'll come up with a better idea for Halloween. There's got to be something out there. If nothing else, we can talk about how much candy costs. Ooh, Which I will love be too candy. much. You know? Yes, yes. Thanks, true. man. So, look, here's the deal. Once again, every time I do a show, I do the seven days previous. And if I run into something that would be a show in itself, well, bingo, there you go. I do it. And that's what happened here. During this week, October 2, 1977, a plot was uncovered to steal Elvis Presley's body from the Memphis mausoleum that it was resting in. And the Elvis family just went, guh, and then sent it to the meditation garden at Graceland. Yeah, right. So somebody was attempting to do a grave robbery, to which I thought to myself, in a inane, macabre way, uh-huh. have there been other grave robberies no. of musicians? No. I'll just, I'll just tell you this one up front. I also got some that weren't musicians. Charlie Chaplin's body was stolen and the two guys that did it, and it was two men, the two guys that did it decided to contact his widow and say, hey man, you can, or hey woman, you can have it back, but we want $332,000. No. That's a, that's a very specific amount of money, don't you think? Yeah, it is. And his, his widow said, no, keep him. He's in heaven. That's just a bag of bones. It's yours. Hang on to it. Ooh. And I'm thinking, you'd do the same to me, wouldn't you? I love you, babe, you? but yeah. uh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I understand. Keep him. What they did is they tried to sell it to a collector, and they were really talking to somebody from the government, and pfft, that was that. Ooh, but, did they go to prison? Oh, yeah. They went to prison. It used to be, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, that grave robbing or the taking of a body was yeah. basically a misdemeanor. Until a few things happened, and then they said, you know, we should make the law a little stronger Ooh. on this. See, this should be the, the Halloween this show. This is scary as all get out. I don't know about that. I wouldn't care if I was dead. Here's the idea of Elvis. See, after he died, he was placed in his mother Gladys's crypt in the Forest Hill Cemetery in Memphis. Gladys, her ashes at least, were moved one crypt down, and Elvis was then placed in her 
you know, place. Right. Placed in her place. Uh, yes. There was a botched attempt to break in, and the family decided to move the body to Graceland. And by the way, I read this in two different articles. The Elvis crypt, since the whole thing is gone, and by the way, they have packed up much of the mausoleum and taken it to Graceland. Okay. According to a couple places, the Elvis crypt was once up for purchase for the cost of $1 million. Wow. I don't know if that's true anymore, but if you're interested, I found this as well. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Elvis Presley was buried in a white suit with a blue shirt, a blue scarf around his neck, and his TCB ring. Do you know what TCB stands for? Taking care of business. Yes, it does. It's Elvis as we talk about Crip Kickers here on the Rock School Radio Show. Very nice and then you run. Little sister, don't you do what your big sister does. Little sister, don't you do what your big sister does. Every time I do one of these listing shows, I'm of the opinion that there is a story that everybody in the audience is sort of yelling at the radio or at their podcast player looking rather silly out in public yelling at an inanimate piece of machinery. However, the one that I think people are going to say is, well, what about Ronnie Van Zant, lead singer of Leonard Skinner? Well, Cassie Gaines also comes into it, but if that's what you're yelling, you're absolutely right. His grave was robbed. However, they never were able to get into the casket. I think we talked about this at an earlier time, that caskets can lock. Right. Are they trying to keep people out or keep someone in? I don't know. Depends on where the lock is. I guess so. Can you reach it? Why did these people go after this grave? Well, there was a rumor that Neil Young, uh, pardon me, that uh, Ronnie Van Zandt was buried in a Neil Young t-shirt because of Sweet Home Alabama. I hope Neil Young will remember a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. Yeah. Absolutely no way. He was buried by a good Southern mother. That young man is in a suit. I would would have put the t-shirt on. Would you have? You're not a good Southern mother. I think we'd all worn the t-shirt to the funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that have been funny? And invited Neil Young. Yes. Probably would have come. June 30th, 2000 is when it happened. Vandals broke into tombs containing Ronnie Van Zandt and guitarist Steve Gaines. Early Thursday morning in Orange Park, Florida, about 12 miles south of Jacksonville, Van Zandt's coffin was moved, but not opened. It seems to have been locked shut. The urn containing Cassie Gaines' ashes, that was one of the backup singers, was opened and the container bag removed. So it was a bag inside the urn and they cut it open. A small amount of the ashes were out of the bag. Clay County Sheriff Department spokesman Mary Justino says, quote, this goes way beyond fan worship or adoration. This is a criminal act. And by the way, I looked 
to find out what about a criminal act. All I could find is that in many places it was once a misdemeanor and people would steal bodies because they could be used for medical research and such. Right. And I'd like to say this was only done in the 17 and 1800s, but no. And in many places, especially California, because of Graham Parsons, they've moved it up past just a simple misdemeanor. And we'll tell you that story later Ooh. on. In 2022, Van Zant's widow confirmed that the final resting place of the singer was moved to a different location in the same cemetery because, A, she never liked the first location and number two the body is now better protected i don't know what that means it that the means body's better protected it's in a, uh, the the uh Probably the gravestone is, you know, unmarked or something. I don't know about that. By the way, Frank Zappa, mm -hmm. I found this as well. Frank Zappa and Roy Orbison right. are both buried in the same cemetery, but both graves are unmarked. Now, look, people have gone out of their way to put up on the Internet, here's where they are. And there's there's a gravestone here. This is what it says. And there's another one next to it. But, yeah, the two of them were buried unmarked. Marked. Road trip? <laughs> you think so? Let's go, man. Why not? That'll be fun. Let's pack up the camper and go look at graves. Leonard Skinner here on Rock School. Why, but this next one makes me even more sad than the first two. Iowa's claim to musical fame is a hard rock band called Slipknot. And they are sort of a step above Guar. Guar is a, a joke. Slip, they, they, and I'm not saying that. They, they want it to be a joke. Oh, they, they stay with the characters and such, but it's, it's as much a comedy show as it is anything else. Right. And, and, and I believe that wholeheartedly, and I think they would tell you the same. However, Slipknot, they perform in masks. They put on a very theatrical show, but I think they take the music far more seriously than Guar does. Guar's trying to do something that's... Why am I keeping explaining this? I think most people are agreeing me. with me. Yeah. Yes, yes. The metal band Slipknot, back on November 11th, 2010, stated they were upset after gifts and other items that were created for the grave of uh, bassist Paul Gray, who died earlier that year from a drug overdose, were stolen. They had to get through a gate, and then they took it. One of the ones that uh, they specifically stated there was a statue of a gargoyle and a statue of a Buddha. The band stepped up, and I mean, these are guys that create music, yeah. and they were crushed. Aww. I mean, they were emotionally bent wow. that one of their best friends was gone, and they simply said, we, we don't want to prosecute. We don't care. Yeah. You bring it back, absolutely no questions asked. Give it to another human being so that person can give it back and simply say, I didn't steal it, but here it is. Uh, take it to a cop station. Nope. 
It's Nothing, never huh? been no, it's never been returned. Do you think it was a fan or you think it was just somebody who liked the grave art? No, I I do indeed think it was a fan. Uh, there's there are so many things on my campus that get stolen. There's like uh, uh, placards mm-hmm. of the president of the university that gets stolen about once every two years. Okay. And I know where it is. It's in the basement of a fraternity house. Right. So I, you can go get a Buddha statue anywhere. You can get a gargoyle statue. Yeah, and get on the real. interweb. No, it's because it was connected to this Paul Gray. But they didn't give it back. The concern, I think, might have been that the thief probably went, you know, okay, well, I'll give it back. And then somebody says, oh, no, man, that's a trick. Cops are going to be there. You'll go right into handcuffs. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Slipknot here on Rockstar. It's the only thing stops the ache. But it's made of all the things I have to take. Coming into the first break, here's a few more grave robberies, not musicians. U.S. Representative John Scott Harrison was the son of President William Henry Harrison and the father of President Benjamin Harrison. And people stole his body. (gasps) It was found being used for medical research and recovered. I told you about Charlie Chaplin. He died in December 1977. These two idiots decided to say to the widow, we want $332,000 in ransom. And the widow said, no, nah. You nah, keep it. Ain't gonna happen. You keep it. There was a plot to steal Abraham Lincoln's body, but the robbers were talking to the people who would buy it, and those people were actually from the government. Ooh. Um, nice. Calling himself the Freedom Undertaker. There's no way I'm going to pronounce this correct. Andres Jacai has robbed the graves of several famous composers in order to procure, ready for this, Uh their teeth. The thought was that he would use all of the teeth to start his own musician teeth museum. Well, at least he's specific, right? I don't know. Would I pay $10 to get into the composer's teeth museum? Museum. They've got a great coffee shop. They do. And there's a, a big giant, you know, visit the, the, the store on the way out. Uh, uh, where we got here? Apparently, he got a hold of Johann Strauss's. Oh, really? Yeah, now tea. I'm in. Yeah, me too. Uh, in 1819, William Cobbett was basically the author of, uh, let me make sure I get this right. Yeah, William Cobbett decided that a barren field was no place for author of common sense to be buried. So he grabbed the body of Thomas Paine in order to move it. The thing is, Cobbett ran out of money and Paine's bones remained in storage until he died. After that, 
no one knows what happened to them. Uh-uh. So he never got around to doing a proper burial oh my of gosh. the guy. That's some bad voodoo right there. I'll give you one more. In 2015, the skull of F.W. Murnau. You may know him because he was the German director of Nosferatu. Uh-huh. Many people believe the first vampire movie. Um, his skull was stolen from its 83-year resting place. Mm. Okay, who did it? Mm. Well, they said there were wax drippings found at the scene, indicating it was probably some kind of occult ritual. For years, the crypt would occasionally be broken into, but this was the first time anything was stolen. Bad people. I Stop know. it. I got a few more of these things Ooh. in the next break. So go ahead. Who's listening to us? It would be W-Y-N-O, SUNY Oswego. Superb. Back in a minute, we'll start talking about musicians again here in Rock School. Coming out of the break, let me give you one we won't play a song for. I don't even know the artist, but it's still awful that this happened. A drill artist. It's a kind of music that's really aggressive. Your your daughter has played for you some drill stuff. Heavy drum, really aggressive music. This guy's name was Pop Smoke. I highly doubt that is what his mother named him, but... Baby Pop Smoke. He died, and his grave was broken into. The problem is there was a granite slab on top sort of containing the casket. Uh-huh. They couldn't move it, so what they did is they hit it with something until Whoa. it cracked. So it cracked completely across, and then they still couldn't move it. So, I mean, you could tell that they tried. It was like shifted a little wow. bit. But no. And then, you know, and then his mom and his family mm-hmm. had to look at that and go, what is the matter with you people? I know. Why would you do that? Dimebag Daryl. You probably remember Dimebag Daryl was shot on stage by an absolute crazy human being that then shot people in the audience that then was killed by an officer of the law and there is video of it the the poor officer of the law and i mean this the poor guy is standing there with a gun and his eyes Uh are the size of dishes and the stage manager for dimebag daryl's band is yelling at him you had to do it you had to do it but the guy's sitting there i just killed a man oh man you know what i mean yeah well, here's the problem. Dimebag Daryl was obviously buried. A username traced back to an Indiana band called Nuclear Hellfrost showed the guitarist's Texas grave with a razor blade shaped note that simply read the F word for a person who is in a same-sex marriage. Everybody following me? Mm. As well as evidence that the grave had been spit on and urinated upon. Oh, no. Yeah. The memorial uh, that this guy created online claims that he had also stolen a pair of boots, money, and picks that were left at the memorial. Here's the problem. This person left a record of it. And the people who were fans of Pantera Mm -hmm. and Dimebag Daryl, well, they wanted blood. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. 
the members of the band quickly distanced themselves uh, as the act of you know Pantera people just got huge and huge and huge. Woo. They claimed that former lead singer of this band, Nuclear Hellfrost, actually did it. His name was Reese Eber. Finally, Reese admitted fault, offered a sincere apology. And as of what I was reading, has not been charged, nor has been killed. I don't know that either of those is going to stand for much longer. Goodness. Pantera. We're playing this song specifically because if you remember, not too, what was it, about five shows ago, uh-huh. we were talking about the greatest riffs. Yeah. And I played just the riff to walk. So here you go. Here's the whole song on Rock School. To the bottom of the hour, just a little bit late. We'll do one before seven days. We'll do one after seven days. Here's the one before. Bon Scott. The performer's final resting place is in Australia, and it has been granted heritage status by the National Trust of Australia, and because of that, it received the plaque that you would receive by being the National Trust of Australia. People won't stop stealing it. The first time it happened was on Scott's 60th birthday. They put another one up, gone. They put another one up, gone. People will not stop stealing it. His is a grave where people frequently leave bottle caps, beer bottles, and bottles of whiskey. Okay, I understand why you would want to do it, but you realize he died at least by what the coroner said, death by misadventure, uh-huh. he drank himself to death. Yeah. Do you really want to leave booze? I don't know. Welcome to the bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. It's due seven days, 70 seconds. Here be the date, September 26th, all the way through October 2. You got Monday, Tammy. Do it. September 26th, 1975, the Rocky Horror Picture Show opens in Westwood, California. Still, to this day, the longest-running movie of all times. There has not been a weekend yet that it won't run. And if you're listening in the local area, in October, I think it's the third week in October, uh, I will be hosting the Rocky Horror Picture Show playing twice at the Columbia Theater here in the great downtown Hammond general area. September 27, 1980, Curtis Blow becomes the first rapper to perform on national television when he does the breaks on September 28, 1991, Garth Brooks, Rope in the Wind, becomes the first country album to debut at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. September 29, 1980, back to Curtis Blow, he releases the first self-titled debut album released on Mercury Records. It is the first rap album issued on a major label. 
September 30, 1971, Isaac Hayes releases Theme from Shaft. I'm just talking about Shaft, and we can dig it. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. October 1, 1982, in Tokyo, Sony introduces the first ever compact disc player. Sells for about 650. It's not the one I bought, but... Mm. October 2, 1977, after a plot is uncovered to steal it, this is what the show's all about, Elvis Presley's body is moved from its Memphis mausoleum to a final resting place in the Meditation Garden at Graceland. And speaking of grave robbing and grave vandalism... The Allman Brothers guitarist Dwayne Allman and bassist Barry Oakley. Maybe some of you know this story already, but Allman dies in a motorcycle accident. Barry dies in another motorcycle accident, and they're only three blocks apart. Ooh. It's, it's a story unto itself. Ooh. The pair were buried next to each other at Rose Hill Cemetery in Macon, Georgia, the same graveyard that holds the final resting place of Elizabeth Reed, whose burial plot inspired a famous song from the band. As a matter of fact, we'll play it out of this. It's called In Memory of Elizabeth Reed. A few people attempted to vandalize the grave by straight up chiseling off pieces to take home. Worst of all, Barry Oakley's sister, Candace, who basically takes care of the grave, reports that people are doing terrible things to it, including, she says, finding condom wrappers around the graves. What? What? Uh. What? What's the matter with you? Bad people. They also leave whiskey and joints for the interred. She says it's a waste of alcohol. It's a waste of marijuana. It just ends up taking up space. And all I do is throw it away. Stop doing it. In memory of Elizabeth Reed, Allman Brothers here on Rock School. Coming into the second break, let me give you a few we probably won't play. Graham Parsons, we've done an entire show on it. However, we did it uh, all the way back when uh, Chad P. was the co-host of this. Who was that? Chad P., Chad Pierce. Remember that guy? No. Remember that guy? Yeah. No. I got to tell you, if you remember Chad P., don't feel bad. He is doing wonderfully. Works for a petroleum company right now. He's the, he's the man. He's the boss of he a lot is. of people. He's got three handsome young men and a beautiful wife and a dog. Uh, we talked about it. Graham Parsons, the story is absolutely wild. The manager stole his body from LAX and took it out to the Joshua Tree National Park and burned it. Mm, and you mm. would you would think, well, there you go. This guy's going to jail. No, it's because the laws hadn't been changed yet. Ooh. And the thievery of a body meant nothing. What they got him on was the thievery of the casket. 
Gosh. (laughs) Right now, right now, Graham Parsons is buried in New Orleans. Uh, As far as I know, no reports of vandalism, just gifts, just gifts. Road Uh, trip. Classical music composer Joseph Haydn didn't have a head. Here's the story. Haydn's remains were initially put into the Hunstrom Cemetery in Vienna, which, by the way, we visited, until his employer requested that it be moved to a different city all the way back in 1820. When the tomb was opened, there was no head. <laughs> it had been stolen by a gravedigger. Goodness. A bunch of people decided they would find the skull, but in order to make him complete, they just took any old skull and stuck it in there so it was a complete skeleton. Oh. Okay. It took all the way until 1954 for Haydn's head to be f- found and reunited with his body. They put him into, there's no way I'm going to say it, a church in Eisenstadt. Strangely, people felt bad for the substitute skull. You have stood by him for more than a hundred years. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, Joseph Haydn is buried right now with two skulls. One who is his own and one who stood by and protected him. Goodness. You believe that? No. I can. I'd have put the second head in. Yay head. All right, there you go. What's uh, what's the person who's listening to us? KXTR, KTRL, Stevensonville, Texas. Beautiful. Back in a minute here on Rock School. All right, coming out of the break, we're running out of time, so let me do one real quick. June 30th, 2022, not too long ago, Charlie Daniels' grave was vandalized. Number one, someone dug up a sapling dogwood tree and took the watering bag as well. So they probably planted it in their backyard to say, this is Charlie Daniels' tree. Oh, my gosh. Dumb thing to, to do. Uh, here's another dumb thing to do about a year after. No, a year before. My apologies. A woman, you know, Charlie Daniels was quite conservative and quite a supporter of the military. Uh-huh. This woman glued her dead husband's military ID to the grave marker. Well, they thought about just leaving it. But the problem is, how long, if the, if word got out that yes. you can put your grave thing on with glue, yeah. how long would it have taken before there was just no appearance of the grave marker anymore? Well, here's a question for you. What's that? Why, you know, if you're famous and you die, why not leave an area for somebody to come and do something like you know, paper, and they can etch yeah. the front of your stone or uh-huh. something like that. You yeah, know what be- I mean? Because with me, they would etch horrible things. No, I mean, uh, you know, the scraping that you get yeah. so they could take yeah. that home as yeah. a memory yeah. of you. Yeah, they would call me all kinds of stuff and make fun of my bald spot. It's the CBD here on Rock School. Well, the train 
Speaking of my bald spot, into the last break, by the way, we have to do this fairly quickly, running out of time. What if I actually got sent to the hot place and the guy said, it's really wonderful here. There's nothing wrong. I don't know why I got such a bad rap. Oh, really? So I'm not going to be punished? Well, you'll have to keep your bald spot. No! No! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two more to tell you about. Uh, One of them is Ian Curtis, died in 1980, actually committed suicide. He was with Joy Division, and where he was in turn, Mucklesfeld Cemetery. That's the only way I can think to pronounce it. Mm M-A-C-C-E-L, M-A-C-C-L-E-S field, Mucklesfeld. Field Cemetery. Does that make sense? It does. He was inscribed with a stone that stated the date and then the line, Love Will Tear Us Apart, which was really Joy Division's big song in 1979. Well, somebody stole the stone in July 2008, and they've since put it back. And previous, they had no CCTV cameras on it, so no idea. But Mm -hmm. you can bet your patootie and my bald spot that there's one now. Here's a grave you and I have been to. Jim Morrison dies in 1971. He was buried in the famous Pierre Lachaise Cemetery in Paris. Nothing. They didn't put anything in there. They didn't want it to become a sort of a pilgrimage place. Well, it's the reason we went. It is. It's the whole reason we went into the to the cemetery. In 1973, they put up a monument and then a bust of Morrison's head. Well, everybody came and started chipping away from it. Now, when we got there, the bust was already gone. Mm-hmm. However, there was a gravestone, and it said Jim Morrison, James Morrison, uh, and it just. <laughs> I, paint, chipping, all of that. It looked it looked terrible. Yeah, it was bad. The resting place of Chopin, it's in the same cemetery, is much cleaner, although Oscar Wilde's monument has also fallen victim to vandals. I, I don't know. I'll just say when I die, you can come chip stones off of my off of my thing. I'm thinking about dying and putting a chia head there. Yeah. So every year we can just grow that giant green afro. Oh, I that love goes it. On a, you go ahead and chip away. The nose will come off easiest. If you want to call it the Sphinx Burns, you certainly can. Nice. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Roadhouse Blues. That's it. Class is dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>